This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. Joining us today at the round table of dim lighting is YouTuber, lip syncer, a.k.a. that dude dressed up like Miley Cyrus on Chat Roulette, Steve Cardinal. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Chat Roulette, it's a site that pairs random people from around the world together for webcam-based conversations. Uh, and Steve has used this site to help create some of the most popular videos on the internet, including one he did for Miley's Wrecking Ball. If you hadn't seen this, he basically is on chat roulette, he lip syncs the song, and then gets the, he films the stranger's reaction. And he's, and he's dressed in a Miley Cyrus getup. Or not dressed or at all. dressed in nothing. Completely naked on a wrecking ball. On a, <laughs> on a medicine ball. Uh, suspended on a rope or something. Yeah, this thing. Um, Not a medicine ball, an exercise ball. You know, ball. the exercise ball, yeah. I knew what you meant. Uh, it, this thing blew up on the internet in 2013. It continues to rack up views. Currently at over 130 million views. That's a lot of millions. Wow. And we would play a clip for you, but it would just be uh, Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball. And, you know, you probably heard that before. Uh, Steve also makes videos for a series he calls Songs in Real Life where he lip syncs moments of various songs and then places them into everyday situations. Steve, would you stop sleeping in my class? I'm wide awake. No, you're not. Well, don't blame me, teach. Why do you look so sad all the time? You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. I'd be sad too if I came to school wearing my granddad's clothes. We covered a lot of topics with Steve, including why he lost millions of views on some of his chat roulette videos, the awkward source for his bikinis, and the reasons why behind there's so much time, sometimes over a year between his blockbuster releases. This guy is a talented performer. He has really helped define a genre of web video, and we were glad to get to sit down and get to know him a little bit better. Building a website can be tough, and even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair, whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else. In this day and age, if you have a pulse, you need a website. I've got a pulse. And Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful website templates for you to work with. And those templates are part of something called Squarespace's responsive design, which means your website automatically scales to look great on any device, phone, tablet, computer, Palm Pilot. I don't uh, really know if it works on a Palm Pilot, but I really hope that it does. And it, you know, because if it doesn't, you, are you still using one? No, it probably doesn't and it doesn't matter. It works everywhere that you need it to work. And every website you build also comes with a free online store. And you definitely need that. You need to turn that store on and make some money, people. Sell something. Cha-ching. Uh, and if you just need something more minimalistic but still powerful, their cover page feature also lets you uh, allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RET and link, Rhett A-N-D link, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Ear Biscuits. Thanks to Squarespace for their support for Ear Biscuits. Again, squarespace.com, offer code Rhett and link. Now, on to the biscuit. What's your favorite condiment? Um, Like pepper, salt, th that's soy not sauce. A, that's not a condiment, really. <laughs> Pepper and salt are condiments. I thought condiments were usually sauces. I would call I, I like, I like mustard. spices or seasonings. Mustard's my kind of thing. Well, I mean, when I mean hot dogs, of course. You, but do, you do ketchup on a hot dog? I'm not really a big fan of ketchup. Yeah. I, I like it, but the, I definitely don't I do don't, it on I a hot like dog. it, but the smell of ketchup like throws me off. Mm, really? Because like, it's got a high vinegar type smell. Yeah, like, but, but mustard is even higher of a smell. But mustard just, I like it. I like the, something about ketchup just really throws me off. I can't really explain it. Just it's like ketchup. blood. It's like congealed blood. Yep. Is that your reason? Because don't let him put words in your mouth. No, just, if you don't think ketchup's <laughs> like blood, don't be like, yeah, because that seems like a stupid well, it's reason. It's more of the yeah, it's more of the smell. Okay, good. The smell just really gets me. That's better. Yeah, I mean that's that's, <laughs> Wait, a, are, that's is, a good is reason. This, is this, was that the opening? Was this the intro? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. On uh, January thirty first, not too long ago, you tweeted, "I think YouTube needs a new chat <laughs> chat roulette video this year." Yep, and they're gonna get it. Really? I can't, is yeah. this a commitment? It's a commitment. Have yes. you made it? It's a work. It's work in progress. It, they take a long time to make, and I've been gradually kind of like working on it, taking my time for, with it. But okay, 
Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm not gonna say what song it is. It's kind of a surprise, but it's gonna be a good Charlotte Love video. It's it's good. It's gonna be big. It's. I mean, it could rival the other ones. I hope. I don't really want to like you know talk highly of it, then it kind of flops. But yeah, I, I'm feeling really good up good about it so far. I think it's gonna be great. Well, I I don't want to skip to the process. I certainly have some questions about the process, especially when you say how long it takes. But I, I don't want to get into that yet. But we probably should just go ahead and talk about the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball chat, chat roulette video because, I mean. We're going to have trouble saying chat roulette. Chat just, roulette. Just, chat both roulette. of us are going to have trouble with that. Like Russian roulette, like chat roulette? Yeah, I mean, I, you can say it as many times Are we saying it wrong? Want. Chat we, roulette. We I know what it, it is. Out. Yeah, chat roulette, yeah. But I'm going to say chat roulette. <laughs> yeah, we've both. <laughs> that, that works too. We've both swallowed it already. Chat, yeah. chat roulette video. But, I mean, when I see your face, <laughs> I hear a wrecking ball. You know, I mean. How does that make you feel? What's the, Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. It's my, it's my biggest video to date. So I mean, yeah. Like every time someone like sees me in the streets, they're like, "Oh, the wrecking ball guy." And I usually have this face where like when a video goes viral, I have videos go viral in the past, and people always recognize me for like I used to be the bikini guy, and then uh, wrecking ball went viral, and then it was then it was wrecking ball, and then I have a series called Songs of Real Life that was a Songs of Real Life guy. But as of now, it's just like always a wrecking ball guy. I don't mind it. It's it's pretty cool. So is the goal? It seems like maybe the goal is to. You continually come up with something that then you become the guy from the thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going for. So That's then, how you measure the ne- success. Yeah, the, success. Ne- the next time I'm going to be the guy from whatever I do next. Yeah, you almost said it, but you didn't. I, you I, kept yourself. I, yeah, you kept I the secret. My, yeah. Well, we read your mind, <laughs> and now it, we have the power to say it or not. You know, I will I will say that before this podcast, uh, Link and I, for the first time ever, went on chat roulette. Uh, well, speak for yourself. but And well, I, you, I, you, you were there as far as I remember because it was just like an hour ago. I had been on it before. Oh, oh, really? I'm going to be honest. I went on it once before. I think it's when I saw your video the first time when it was blowing up. I was wondering what it was, and I quickly found out that it just wasn't the place for me. I mean, I I I knew, um, I understood what it was, and kind of had some idea, but kind of going into that environment just for like 15 minutes, just to be like, we need to have experienced this a little bit, right? Um. It's a, it's it's a um, well you, you describe get a wide it. range of people yeah why don't you just describe it give us the uh, the, the for the, the people that don't sheet. know what chat roulette yeah, okay yeah. chat roulette pretty much is a website where you turn on your webcam and you see other people with web with webcams and you have the choice to either next to that person or talk to that person so you can s- skip them yeah you can skip them and usually when you're if you're a guy on chat roulette you're gonna get skipped a lot until you know if you're a female you're gonna have you know people that don't want to talk to you that's what that yeah of course. So uh, yeah, just it's a site with a big range of people, and yeah, it's and the and there's a, a there's a um, a webcam window in the upper left hand corner mm-hmm. that is the person that you are looking at, and then underneath that you see yourself yeah. what what you see what they're seeing of you, and then there's a whole big open space to the right which is the, the chat the window. Cha- the chat window. So yeah. the video window is actually pretty small, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of room for chat. I feel like there should be more room for the video. Right. Yeah, I can see that. The whole screen is just like the chat, but. And then I want you to describe what uh, like a typical seven minutes on chat roulette is like to see if our experience earlier today was correct. Well, are you guys talking, have you seen like the the naked guys on there? Is that what you're talking about? I think there seemed like there were a lot of guys who if, if the camera had a tilted, they would have been naked. Yeah. But Cherilette has gotten like pretty strict where like they have like certain like, you know, there's rules now where if you're like have your shirt off, they're going to like ban you. You're going to be suspended. So it's a lot more difficult to film videos on there now. But really? Yeah. Like Omegle is kind of Omegle's like the side of uh, huh. Cherilette. I think then Omegle came after Cherilette. So Omegle is the same kind of thing, but they have like no like you can go out on there naked, I think, and they wouldn't be as strict as Cherilette. But Oh, Omegle. Yeah, but chat roulette. When I'm on chat roulette, uh, if they don't next, if I'm in like full costume, people usually stick around. But when I'm just go on there to like talk to people, say hi, just dressed like this, I usually get next to all the time. Uh, do you think that's because they recognize you and they're like, I don't want to be in a video? I don't think there's been a few like people will recognize me and talk to me, but I think most of the time it's just guys on a quest to find the love of their life, or you know, and they see a beard and they're out. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it. But. Yeah, because when we started scrolling through, it was just a bunch of guys who were kind of zombified, just kind of a lot of Eastern Europeans staring, yeah. staring blankly into their webcam, yeah. or I guess into 
the picture that we were sending of us, which was just us staring blankly back at them, <laughs> and then they would just be gone because they would next yeah. us. And then we started nexting people, and then um, there was a girl, so we stopped because, whoa, there uh, were actually- natural, Naturally, you'd there, stop. <laughs> there actually yeah. are girls on here. There's like one out of 30, and she knew us. Oh, nice. And then it was like, hold on, who should feel guilty for being on here? She was fully clothed, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, there was a wave of uh, self-awareness of what does she think of me being on chat roulette? Did you, did you tell her? I was like, no. she was like, I could tell that she, it was both of us. <laughs> and yeah, she, yeah. I could tell that we she, actually had this she recognized matching us. hoodies on. It just kind of worked out that way. We both were wearing really good weird. mythical morning hoodies because they were in our office. So it was like Rhett and Link in uniform on chat roulette. But is it people just wanting to have video sex? I think people actually people would go on there just to talk to meet new people. But well, he's saying no if they've changed the rules. You can't do that now. Yeah, you it's get a, lot, a lot more strict now. But back like back when I years ago when I used to do it, it was all like I feel like every other guy was was naked and I was always getting nexted, but. Very rarely running these people out. I just want to talk and meet, make new friends. Well, and and that's the interesting thing about it is, you know, I heard it was all about, you know, penises. Like you'll see a lot of penises oh, yeah. on there. But then I watch your video and it has this, I mean, you're buck naked by the end of the thing, or at least you seem that way. Oh, that's another I question. Had a, I had a tube sock on. You did? I go right into it, I had a tube sock oh, on. Okay, that was one of our questions. <laughs> we can mark that one off the list. Not a crew sock? Or a uh, ankle sock? Ankle sock, no, I that'd be too risky with <laughs> the tube sock. I, I had my roommates around me, so I couldn't have an ankle sock on. Yeah, they were they were okay. holding you up on the yeah, wrecking they, ball. Yeah, they were holding them, me up. On the exercise ball. Yeah. But there's an interesting quality, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it it's like a fun, everyone's having fun, people are connecting, and this isn't dirty. Mm -hmm. This is actually a celebration of humanity. Look at these people smiling and reacting, and it took something dirty, or at least something that had a stigma of being dirty, and your video, or videos, kinda turned it into something that was like, wow, this is, people are coming together. This is like freaking Montel Williams. Look at the of, ha happiness. happiness. Yeah, mixture of happy reactions. And was that a discovery on your part? Or yeah, well going into it, I wanted to go intention. for- I wanted to go for more of the like happy reactions. Occasionally, I get like the disgusted reactions, but I wanted to have a video just full of like joy, you know, because people see people smiling, they smile, that they love it, they share it. That's what I was going for. But I had to go through a lot of like the you know the the, the naked guys and like I have a lot of that footage, by the way. That's just I, it's, it's deleted now, but I used to have a lot of footage of like the stuff I had like to find the good reactions. I can imagine. Yeah, I'd rather not imagine, but and and you you got the attention of Miley. I mean, kind of give us the touch points on how big this thing got, which really culminates in you meeting her, right? Oh yeah, the, well opening day, I was expecting maybe like a million, because my Chat Roulette videos have a pretty like loyal following, pretty big following, and I was expecting maybe like one or two million views opening day, but opening day got like 10 million views. Within the first week, it was like 60 million views. Whoa. Yeah, it was just taken off, and now it's at like 130 million views, 131. It's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And, then, and, and when you released it, uh, it wasn't long after that that her song, which had which wasn't number one anymore because uh, Lord's Royals was number one for like eight, nine weeks in a row, and then it was pretty much everyone speculated, and I think they were right that when your video came out, she immediately went back to number one on the Billboard yeah, Top 100. I, Billboard uh, wrote an article about that, and I couldn't believe like I'm like, is this a real article? And then yeah, sure enough, yeah, because uh, I mean, uh, what's it called? Royals was uh, top of the hot what it's called, Hot 100 yeah, yeah, Billboards yeah. for like nine weeks straight. And then I think Billboards, they take the YouTube views to like calculate calculate that into like the total like Billboard score. So they took my views and like put it into like the mix of- Okay, so that so that's what happened. It was the fact that they were counting the views yeah, because they, it, yep. they, they tag your song because they tag your video because it has the song. Because it was, it. yeah, the legit song. It wasn't like a cover or anything. Yeah, right. So. And how did you first know that Miley had seen it? Her uh, management company emailed me asking for my address. They wanted to send me a gift. So I'm just like, all right, yeah, here's my here's my address. And then a week later, I got a bottle of champagne from, and it said, for Miley and my pimps. For Miley and my pimps. Really? Yeah. So that was- Handwritten note kind of a thing? It was more of just, yeah, it was just a handwritten thing for Miley and my pimps. That that was it. And then just a bottle of champagne. <laughs> okay, and like then- Like expensive champagne? No, it was, I looked into it. It was just like a $20 bottle of champagne, which <laughs> it, it was still cool, though, was the idea of getting champagne from Miley, which yeah, is really right. cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking if it was cheap, and he's like, yeah. 
It was, it was cheap wine. <laughs> well, I mean, you did, it, this is the kind of thing that you look into. I oh mean, yeah, I don't know. Anything I think about the first champagne. thing I did was like Google like the kind of like champagne you it was. Did? Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah like, it was like hundred dollars, right? Like, oh my, yeah, I can buy it from Walmart. This is cheap cheap champagne. Yeah, yeah. But, She's got that thing on stockpile. Yeah, but I, I, I have it as a trophy now. I'm not gonna. Oh, you didn't crack it open. No, no, that's you a trophy. Didn't pop the top. No. And then you eventually met her. How did that happen? Well, uh, that I went to that same because the management or her manager emailed me. Then I saw she was coming to LA to perform in, for concert. So I'm like, I wonder if I emailed her manager if I could if I could meet her. So sure enough, I you know I typed out an email saying, hey, like you know I'd love to see Miley at concert. I'm like, can I go backstage and meet her? And then like the day of the concert, I got an email back saying, hey, we got your backstage tickets to meet Miley. Oh yeah. So I'm like, oh shoot, we, we got to go over there. And then I met I met her very briefly. It was more of like a like a backstage meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like went up to her. We didn't talk about the video, but uh, yeah, we just got a quick picture. I pulled my shirt up in the picture, and she slapped my belly. But she knew who you were. I, I yeah, I think I think so. But oh, but, but she, you're not you're not you're not 100 percent sure because she wasn't like I love the video. You you just uh, got the opportunity. Yeah, to when, meet I, her. when I met her, I was like hoping she would like bring it up, but I wasn't gonna be the one to bring it up. Like oh, hey, by the way, I made the videos. I was waiting for her to like say something because I thought like she was like in on. I thought she knew I was coming, you know. Right. So then like yeah, I just got a quick picture, like said hi, and like went on my way. It was a really quick meet and greet. Yeah, but. It was still really and you cool were like, th- thanks for the champagne. I looked it up. $20. <laughs> yeah, $20. I'm saving it. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you said that it, it quickly went to, you know, 60 million views or whatever. Now, it, this is the same video that you initially had to take down, right? Or did you not have to take it down? Because no, there it, was the, the controversy over no, somebody the, saying that they, they were in it. My and, last video was taken down with Call Me Maybe on Chat Roulette because some person didn't want to beat it, so I had to, like, take it down. Blur okay. their face out, then repost it. But for Wrecking Ball, there was a like a false complaint where like uh, when you get like a copyright complaint, you like you get an email saying, "Hey, so and so at from this time to this time, like file a complaint." So when I went to it, I'm like, I have all our written consent and permission. Like this isn't this is a false complaint. So then like I went back and like you know told YouTube and we got it all cleared up. So it was, okay, it was, so because because when you go back and look at some of the articles uh, that were being written at that time, mm-hmm. New Media Rock Stars, and then there was uh, your Facebook post. That that was about the Miley video, right? Yeah, that was about Miley you, you video. You thought that you were gonna have to take it yeah, down, but it turns sure. out you didn't. Yeah, because there was like I think three reactions. I usually like before like I go on to the next person, I usually t- say, "Hey, like, are you cool with being in the video?" And they're like, "Say yeah, yeah, yes or no." And there was like I think two to three people that like that had such good reactions that I couldn't like ask them in time, so they next to me too quick. So I thought for sure that like it was a real complaint coming in, you know? But it was it was a fake complaint. So you're saying with the the call me maybe video you kind of learned some lessons about getting permission oh yeah that was well, i mean how because what happened with that one did you have to take that one down yeah i had to take it down i, I think it had yeah it had like 30 million views and i had to take it down and repost it without from, one person in it who didn't want to be in yeah it. i had to blur their face out and uh the person that i blurred out was actually a fan of the videos but he was i think i believe he was, he was underage mm. so that was uh one of the main things wow so you lost 30 million views on that call me maybe video yeah and now and so then with wrecking ball you said i'm gonna get verbal permission mm-hmm from every like, person. Like, like video consent and everything, yeah. So would you get permission, it sounds like you got it afterward, or would you start the chat and they'd be like, hey, I got I got this thing. There, there, there's sometimes where like, as I, w- I would like be dancing as I was going through and I'd like ca- catch a reaction right there, then I would ask them, but sometimes like a fan would recognize me and be like, oh hey, are you filming? I'd be like, yeah, do you wanna be in it? And then like, most of the times they're singing, it was like pre, like we, we talked about it, like hey, we're gonna be singing this part. But like some, yeah, some of the reactions are just like, they just, I asked them afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, because the way you picture it is, as a viewer, is, all right, he set up this whole elaborate thing, and then he just kept, he just ran the chat roulette, and he just went through the performance. Maybe, you know, maybe he took all night and just went through the performance. Yeah, but I have, I do I, like, I, I do certain parts. I don't do the whole song all the way through. Like, I'll get like, if I get a good take, a good reaction, I'll be, oh, all right, this, this one's done. And then I go to the, the next verse, and I'll keep doing that verse over and over again until I get like, I'll get what I need. Right, because it's got different stages. Like, you've got the part where, okay, well, this part I'm going mm-hmm. to be with a sledgehammer. This part I'm going to be on the wrecking ball. Yeah. And this part I'm going to be on the wrecking ball naked. Mm-hmm. But you could also cheat the reactions in the edit if you wanted to. So, all right, I've got five great reactions yeah. to me being naked. I'm going to cheat one reaction a little bit earlier yeah. for just me being on the ball for the first time. That's what we would do. That's what we would yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, 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 they're all like the real reactions, yeah. So, every time I see a reaction, it is to the corresponding video of you beside it. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you didn't to- toy with that. There's been a few like 
to sync it up better, I had to like kind of toy with it. But like they were seeing like exactly what I was doing in the in the videos. You this, didn't you didn't do any reality TV? No, toy, no, no, no. Which no. that okay? Then that actually, as a viewer, makes me feel great. You know, because that's what I assumed you were doing. Yeah. And so there's a there's it's a purist approach, which I think is pretty cool. But it also means that it takes a lot more time. Which one took the longest at this point? Was it the Miley one? Uh, I would say I think it was Call Me Maybe took the longest. Okay, and so how many different sessions of recording we're talking about for the Miley one, or for for the one that took the longest for the Carly one? A lot of like a lot of different re- like a, there's been like there's like different days. I'll take like a week off and go back to it. Like you know a week later, or I take days off and like I I'll like spend like hours on it, go away from it, come back to it. So like how many nights do you think you've uh, like committed to it? It was like over. It was a over definitely over a month process of the the what's it called the calling maybe. Same with Wrecking Ball. Like it was, oh, wow. but I think I was, I'm definitely more experienced now making these videos. But the, the earlier stages of me making these videos, it took me a lot longer because I was kind of like learning the ropes and how to like get these reactions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a lot better at it now. So well, I do think we we want to come back to, um, you know, I think you're kind of in one sense kind of answering a question that a lot of people have for you that you've you've also talked about because other people have asked you in other interviews about mm-hmm. your video frequency. You're kind of getting at the heart of that, at least part of it, which is how long it takes you to create these videos. Yeah. But before we get to that and kind of come back, let's go full circle and go back to Little Steve. Oh, Little Steve. <laughs> Where are you from? I am from, I was uh, born and raised in uh, Macomb, Michigan. So, uh, well, I, I moved, we moved to Macomb, Michigan, but I have uh, you know, a beautiful mom, beautiful dad, Two uh, two sisters. I'm the middle child. Okay. And uh, yeah, little Steve didn't have a mustache or a beard, and didn't wear bikinis. <laughs> I was I was really big into uh, around fourth grade. I discovered my uh, that I liked music because like in third grade I heard music for like the first time, or like I was I thought music was a passing phase growing up. I'm like, oh, music's not going to be around. It's just a passing phase. <laughs> okay. And then uh, you I mean was, like in the world? In the world. That's how, that's how I I knew music. I'm like, oh, like people always ask me like, my favorite song. I'm like, I don't like music. It's just like it's just here now. It's just like you know. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, that. but that's how I was thinking back then. And then uh, I get it. I, I thought music is something that my older stepsister is into, but not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then uh, fourth grade came around, and my sister's like, hey, do you want this some shady CD? I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. And then ever since I became like a huge Eminem fan and like I started dyeing my hair blonde. From fourth to um, eighth grade, I had my hair bleached blonde. Really? And I wore baggy clothes and everything. It was I was really big in Eminem. And I, you, I still you am knew today. all the words. Yeah, I would actually print off his lyrics and like read his lyrics and like study his lyrics. I was like really dedicated fan. You were a then. student of Eminem. I was. What'd you learn? I learned a lot about his life. You know, I learned you know that he came from nothing and made a lot of a lot of his life, and it's very inspiring. Yeah. Did your Beautiful mom and beautiful dad have concerns <laughs> about the fourth grade obsession with Eminem. They did. They, they made sure to have like whenever I had got like an Eminem CD, it was always edited. Like and and like looking back, like the all, Walmart like, version. The Walmart, and it really bothered me because it, boy, it, I bought one of those one time. That seemed, was a mistake. Yeah, it seems like a broken CD. You can't even yeah, hear yeah, the content yeah, yeah, for yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, when you printed off the lyrics, were there blanks in the lyrics too? Oh, no, no, you I, was, to... I was seeing the lyrics. I was learning all the words, yeah. <laughs> you, you, so you could fill it in. Yeah, I could you, fill it in. You were using context clues to, to fill in curse words. Yep. <laughs> but, and that, but that satisfied their concerns, and so yeah, you I remember, made it work. Like, I, like, uh, my sisters were always like talking comparison and getting a dog. Cause we, we always wanted a dog growing up. My parents were like, dad, mainly my dad. Like, oh, you can't have any, no, no pets. You can yeah. get like a hamster or something, but no dogs. And my sisters were always like all about getting like a you know a dog, but I, all I wanted was like parental advisory CD. That's, all, that's what I wanted the most. My parents were like, no, you're not old enough yet. Wait till you're older. I'm like, all right. So what's the first one that was unedited? The first CD got? that I actually bought that was parental advisory was a, like some Little Wayne CD. I remember going through a store. I didn't even know like what Little Wayne CD it was, but like the cover looked cool. I'm like, hey mom, can I get this CD? Because I saw parental advisory. I saw like Little Wayne. I'm like, oh, yeah. what is this? And she's <laughs> like, all right, fine, you can you can get it. So yeah, you wore her down. Well, oh, she, yeah. well no, she advised yeah. him. That's what oh, parental yeah. advisory well, is all about. But I kept, <laughs> I kept breaking her down. And she finally, she's like, you know, yeah. And then what did it feel like to listen to that? Do you remember? I that? felt like a, a grown man. I'm like, this is what I was missing out on. I can actually hear these words now. This it, is great. It wasn't a letdown. He's like, well, I've been filling in the blanks. It's not really that different. <laughs> no, no, it was definitely a very rewarding to be able to like get parental advisory CDs. It was. Was that lollipop song on that one? Lollipop. Was Lil Wayne. Oh, I don't think it was. No, this was like a, a earlier one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was before that. When he's Lil Lil Wayne. Lil Lil Wayne, yeah. Before the little, yeah. <laughs> Still had a foul mouth though, I guess. Oh, yeah. And so were you, um, 
were you the kind of kid who was willing to kind of make a fool of himself in front of class? Like, it, I think it was fourth grade where I, it was no, it was before like the, the bleach blonde where I cracked a joke, and I think yeah, it was third grade. I cracked a joke, and then people were laughing. I'm like, oh wow, like I could be a class clown, and then uh, I actually, I was pretty like all through like you know like school. I like I wasn't really that like talkative. I kind of kept to myself. Had a small group of friends. It wasn't until like after I got out of school where I kind of like, you know, did the whole YouTube thing. But you weren't actively trying to be the center of attention as a you know a middle schooler. I, I, had, I had my moments. I'd have my moments where I try to be funny, but it wasn't like always I try to be funny. There was those kids in school that would always actively try to be funny, but I was more of just like I would like kind of slide in, say my thing, and go on my own way. But right, because you know, even like you you uploaded your um, the 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 Katy Perry firework. Yeah, speech where you basically just read the the the, the lyrics in dramatic fashion. As I got a good grade on speech. that speech. Yep, and that was in college, right? Yeah. Uh, and so when I saw that, because we really relate to that, like that was the sort of the start of us developing an audience. Was class was school mm -hmm. was. In fact, I remember the speeches that we had the opportunity to give in middle school was the first time we like commanded an audience, right? And so, and, and that was the first taste of like, okay, you can develop something that makes a group of people respond in a certain way. So mm -hmm. I saw you d do that in college. I was like, oh, you, I, I he was, was pr probably doing this all along. I was very nervous for that speech. I don't know if yeah? you, I don't know if you can tell in that video, but I remember uh, like because we had to, like I forget what like the the speech had to be about, but I remember like I had the idea to like kind of like you know say like the the lyrics for the speech. Right. And I remember going to like it was a, a very crowded class. I remember being very nervous, and I got there, only half the class was there, and I was kind of like bummed out. Yeah. But, I, but I was still, even like the class was like half full and I was still really nervous giving that speech. That, so in some ways that makes it more awkward. Yeah. And, and the class was very, I was hoping for a very lively and energetic crowd, but the whole class was kind of like, oh, all right. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah this there's, guy goes. there's that one pan to the, uh, <laughs> to, to like the four people on that side of the room. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, like uh... is this happening? Yep. <laughs> and it, yeah. I, now that you say you were nervous, I guess you could tell at the beginning there's like, there's the intro. Where you're kind of saying, I was "This is what I'm going to do." Yeah, and I don't know once, if you, if you were like trying to bait them that you didn't, you know, because then once you go into the lyrics and it's like spoken word, "Baby, you're firework." Yeah, it's that's where you explode. Yeah, once I got into like you know reciting like the lyrics, that's when I became alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It brings me back to when I was in uh like my uh, school. I took uh, I was in the theater arts. Okay, and uh, sorry for stuttering. I kind of like talk a lot. I talk very. Am I talking too fast? By the way, no. Coming bring, clear. Okay, yeah. bring it on. You're good. Uh, I'm gonna try not to. We're talk southern, too fast. so we talk too slow. But okay, so yeah. You need to balance. Uh, we make out. everyone feel like they're talking too I fast. I took. I started taking theater arts from like ninth to twelfth grade, and I remember like before, like I would like do improv or like go on stage. I'd always like get really nervous, and the second I got on stage to like do my lines, I kind of that's when I became alive. Uh -huh. And I feel the same way towards like YouTube videos where I get extremely nervous, and then like once I'm actually doing it, that's when I'm like, all right, like I'm like, in this character until until it's over. And, and so much of YouTube videos are. Um, they're performance oriented in kind of a theater way. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 I can see that resonating maybe from those high school years of being involved in theater. Yeah. When you left high school, what was the, what was the next phase? Well, in like the college or, well, yeah, like in back to when I was taking theater arts in 12th grade, uh, I started in ninth grade and then, um, when I went to high school, it was like from 10th to 12th grade, it was theater arts. Like ninth grade was a different school. And when I got from like the 10th to 12th grade, uh, when you're in 12th grade, your, your final year of theater arts, you can be a part of the student news. And student news is broadcasting from the entire school where oh, you can like- Oh yeah, we that, all over that. And, that, and that's where I kind of like spawned into like, oh, this is, this is great because I would make, we would make like school related videos weekly and they would premiere like first hour of uh, school, people, everyone would see it. So I remember like after like first hour would get out, everyone would be like, oh, like I saw your, you know, I saw your, your video on student news. It was great. It was hilarious. And that kind of gave me inspiration mm -hmm. to be like, oh, this is, this is something I can do. Were they sketches? Were they comedy? It's, it started off as a movie quote where like uh, we would take a movie scene and recreate it and it would be the like, very end of student news. There people would talk about sports or school related topics and at the very end of student news, we would be, we would be movie quote. People would like, look forward to movie quote. Uh -huh. And then like midway through like senior year. Uh, we kind of got bored with it. We're like, I wonder if we can like switch it up and like do like comedy sketches. So we asked our teacher if we could make comedy sketches and sure enough we could. And then we just ended up making these sketches based off like, well, for example, one was called Serial Killer where um, I was I was force fed waffles growing up as a boy. Okay. And uh, fast forward 10 years, I'm now a serial killer because I could never have cereal growing up. So I, I break into people's houses, take their cereal and I kind of like just torture it and like kill their cereal. Yeah. And that pretty much, it played in front of the whole entire uh, first hour, whole entire school. And uh, at the very end of the video, we said, make sure to eat your breakfast 
you know, before school. P- it was like a PSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah which so is like, important. Most important meal of the day. But the whole thing was just a random video, nothing to do with school. Then the very end, we just said, make sure to eat your breakfast. <laughs> so we, yeah, we like, as long of, as there's a moral, you yeah, can do it. For like all these sketches, we just had these random like, random things. And the very end, we kind of had like a school-related thing we could put in there. But Well, you know, the thing that high school teachers and administrators don't tell you is that they want you to do these things because they give, it gives them a thrill, man. You yeah. know, they they want that kind of they want that in their life too. They don't. That, that's that's a secret for all you high schoolers out there. So you wanted to be you wanted to be an actor, not a YouTuber. Even yeah, though that, wanted, that did exist, we're talking when you when did you graduate from high school? Oh, oh eight, two thousand eight. Oh eight. So mm, okay. YouTube was very young, but it existed it, yeah. around your senior year in high school. A- acting came first, playing characters came first. Then I then I realized after you know after I graduated, I can post these old like student news skits to to YouTube. And then from there, like my friends that I made student news with, we all came together like formed a little group, and we would make sketches on YouTube. Okay. And then yeah, I was more just like I wanted like just play characters, get into acting. And there, are those still around? Those? Oh yeah, they're they're still up. Is that on your channel? Um, some of my favorite ones are on my side channel, but if you like do some digging, you can find some of those. Which is this? What's your side channel? Uh, like Steve Cardinal, Steve Car- Stephen Cardinal, Steve Cardinal too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so like, if you go back, if you sort by date to the beginning of that, I'm go- I would see some, some old stuff. Yeah, Serial Killer and another one called Prom. Those are uh, on my second channel, but there's older ones. There's like a, there's a good handful of them that are just kind of floating around, lost on, on YouTube. No one even really knows about it. Okay, so you. Uh, you kind of get a taste for this acting thing. Uh, you got a taste for the comedy thing, for making an o- audience laugh, and you graduate high school. And what happens? I graduate. I graduate high school, and then I, I didn't. I wasn't really into the whole. I didn't really want to go to. Co- I wanted to keep making videos. I wasn't really into going to going to college. And then uh, my parents talked me into like, you know, like YouTube's not paying your bills, or making videos isn't paying your bills. You should probably, you know, do the right move and go to college. So I ended up, you know. Going to like uh, community college, and uh, I was going for like in Michigan. In Michigan, it's like I was going for like communications. I was aimlessly going. To, I didn't know what I was like. I was just kind of like going there yeah. to like figure myself out. And then yeah, I was just. Have, I I think I don't know about like two years in the two years into going to college, I realized you know I should just focus more on just making sketches and you know do it full time. And, and so then, that was like two, 2010, probably you know, two years after graduating high school. Yeah, like 2010, I would say so. Yeah, which seems like if you look at your. You look at your YouTube history, that seems like the year that something did click for you. Yeah. Yeah, because if you look back now on your Steve Cardinal channel, you've got a parkour video with 800,000 views, and then your second video that, I don't know what's private, but the public videos, it's fun on chat roulette, five minutes, almost two million views four years ago. Yeah. So was that just something you were fooling around, or were you thinking, I'm, I'm gonna go big with this? Chatroulette was more of just, it was a new site and uh, it was more of, I was kind of fooling around on it. I didn't know it was going to take off. It was more of like a side thing and then it took off. I'm like, I can actually play characters on here and have some fun with it. And then Chatroulette took off or your video? Well, what do you mean? Are, are you just saying this website is blown up? I need to do well, something the, on well, it. Well, yeah, the chat roulette when it first came—I I forget when it first came out—but when it first came out, like everyone was going on there. Yeah, like, it was—it was pretty big when it first came out. So that's when I, I decided to go there and like play a, a weird character. And yeah, that, and that's where like the first uh, bikini video came through. And it's not actually on—it's on a different channel. My, oh, my it very is? first uh, chat roulette video was on a different channel. It's on—it's—it's uh, it's after my—I was very big into—I still am. Very big into playing video games, uh-huh. and uh, my name was Dominator Zero Zero Five on PlayStation. And at the time, I'm like, I made. I was very big into PlayStation. And I'm like, you know what? I should make an, like, a YouTube account. Uh-huh. So I just t- took my, you know, my uh, my gamer tag, put it on YouTube, and then it, I mean, it just blew up. I'm like, I don't want to be have this big, you know, random name on. I want Dominator Zero Zero Five. That I was Dominator Zero Zero Five at seven eight nine when I first saw you guys actually. Oh I remember, really? Like, yeah, I remember like walking by you guys at seven, seven, eight, nine. The first like, yeah, 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 yeah. Way back in the day. And I went there going as like, as Steve, but like people knew me as Dominator. There's the Dominator. Yeah. So like, it was seven, eight, nine that kind of like was like, actually, I need to like, because a fan came up to me. It's like, oh, Dominator zero zero five. I love your videos. And I'm just like, my name's Steve. Like, <laughs> it, it kind of like brought me down. So after seven, eight, nine, I kind of I went full blown into Steve Cardinal, and I made that channel. So well, the, so you had done the bikini. A bikini-clad chat roulette video on the Dominator zero zero five channel, weird. which went yeah. viral. Yeah, it went viral. How how viral are we talking? Like millions? Yeah, it was. I think like four. Is that three million views right now? 
Oh, it's okay, and it's still up there. See, it's, we didn't yeah, even find yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, see, it's it's very hidden. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what to search for though. And you were doing, <laughs> you didn't ha- you didn't wear a bikini or lip sync in all of your chat roulette videos, and you were trying other things. Yeah. But you but you were all in to YouTube, or were you also in school? I was. Al- I've always been big into YouTube. I was always. I I love watching YouTube. I I, I watch it to this day every day of my life. I just I'm always on YouTube. And I'm just very fascinated by the whole, like, everyone on YouTube. There's so many different, like, genres. Like, it, there's a lot on YouTube, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, and the fact that you went to 789. And this was, this was long before, like, like I, had, I had, like, I think 50,000 subscribers during 789. I mean, hard, yeah, very, very few people actually went yeah. to 789. And that's a, um, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I didn't realize that you were there and that it was that, it goes back that far. Oh, yeah. But you, anybody who was at 789 was already thinking, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is this is there's you know we're, I'm all in, and we were definitely thinking that it's, it's you yeah. Know, this was a, this was a time because we actually like we drove from Michigan from uh, yeah Michigan to New York, and this was a time where like I didn't really want to like do the whole college thing. I was trying to like pursue YouTube and try to figure it all out. So this was like seven eight nine was like kind of the op- I was opening my eyes to the whole YouTube thing. Like it, I don't know, it was yeah, it was that way for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of conversations on your biscuits go goes back to. Seven eight nine. I, yeah, so I still have a visual of I was walking to the meetup, and you guys were I think walking. You were walking away from it. I was walking towards it, and uh-huh. I remember just walking by you guys. I'm just like, wow, they're a lot taller than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> I'm a I'm a small guy, so like you guys are like that much taller t- taller than me, you know? So. <laughs> right. We so did you have a lot of traction as a gamer as well? And are you still doing that? I, I yeah, I still I'm, I'm very active in playing a game called Gears of War. On the Xbox 360, but I don't record. I've recorded a few sessions, and I, I've I've been meaning to kind of like record some of it, put like throw it on YouTube. But I'm more of just like, I'm I'm a very competitive competitive gamer, and and you, I try recording, and when I record, I never really talk as I'm playing. I'm more of like uh-huh. when the camera's rolling. I'm like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? But I I love playing. I love playing video games. That's like my thing. Okay, but but more as an outlet, not as a, not as a an entertainment source for yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah, not. I can't be. I can't do what PewDiePie does. That's not me. So if if we look at your Steve Cardinal channel, you can kind of see the evolution of things. You know, there's chat roulette videos, and then other videos that are like the the public demonstration of absurdity, like just dancing in public or in a you know the I chat of a Apple store. Apple store. Um, it you know you were really putting yourself out there. It was performance art, mm-hmm. really. It, it, I think it all started from uh, back in high school. There, I'm very I'm very big into cosplay, dressing up in certain characters. And uh, I think it was I was 11th grade where Super Smash Bros. Melee was coming out, and all my friends dressed as like Mario, like Mario, Luigi, all, all the characters, and we just like ran around school and just like I got this like rush of like dressing up as these characters, and then. After I graduated, I went my first time like uh, going to like a bigger like beyond school. I went to uh, have a, familiar with Warp Tour. Yeah, I went to Warp Tour um, the day of a day like I went to the the midnight screening of like Dark Knight with Heath, Heath Ledger, and I went there dressed as like the Joker makeup. You know the, uh-huh. the, the Heath Ledger Joker makeup. Yeah. And then after you know like that movie got out, I'm like I was just like too wired to fall asleep. I'm like that was a great movie. I'm a big Batman fan. And then uh, that same day, it was like was like the Warp Tour. So I went to Warp Tour in you know in the Joker makeup, and just like the energy I got from people was just like, oh Joker, like that's a great movie. And just like it felt so cool. I felt like I was actually I knew it wasn't the Joker, but I'd be like I was like so in it. Like I just came from the movie. I was just kind of like spreading like the Joker Batman love. And I actually met Katy Perry because of the Joker makeup. I, really? Yeah, yeah. I, we were uh, kind of like laying on the lawn. Like it's like Warp Tour. It's like everyone's kind of like walking around, like waiting for the next con- next band to play or whatever. But I remember Katy Perry was up in like like forty minutes. So we're like, hey, we should like kind of like lounge over here and like wait for her to. This was like when she had "I Kissed a Girl." That was like her big song back right, then. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember we were, we were laying on like the grass. I was in my all my Joker makeup, and then uh, I kind of like my friend, hey, I think that's Katy Perry coming. She's going like to the backstage area. I'm like, oh yeah, that is Katy Perry. And she actually she locked eyes with me and approached me and been like, oh Joker, like Batman. And it, she she came up to me like, hey, it's cool if I get a picture. And I actually have a picture of Katy Perry in Joker makeup. And then really, yeah. And then I, that's what I think what spawned me to like just. Dress up in these weird, you know, and you're like, I should, I should probably put it on YouTube, and I should probably dance a lot yeah. too. Because I'm not really, I whenever I meet people, they're always like, I thought you were going to be more energetic or more uh-huh. like dancing around, but I'm like, no, like that's just like I get into these characters and like I like, break free from like my like you know, I'm not like I'm not shy, but I'm not really you know, I don't, I don't know. You bottle it up and kind of release. I it bottle it up those... and I kind of release like 
all yeah, I release it on my videos. So no, I get that. I mean, turn it on or turn it off. Yeah, turn yeah. it on. You have yeah. you have self control. Yeah, you're, yeah. There's been a lot. A, you're a person. <laughs> exactly. There's been a lot of of people that met me like, wow, you're a lot. You're you're a chill dude. You're a chill dude. Well, you know, I think what it is, uh, for me at least, you know, I I hate doing things that draw like a a, a public spectacle. But if we decide that we're going to do something, once you start doing it, all you're thinking about really is the audience that's gonna see it on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? You're seeing, you're thinking about not the person that's being embarrassed, but you're thinking about the audience that's gonna watch this and enjoy it. Yeah. And when you have that, when you have that audience in mind, it really changes your your mindset. Yeah, I, I always like get a little nervous going into those videos because it, when I dress up, you know, as a lady in some majority of my, not a majority, but a good amount of my videos. <laughs> a lot. A lot of my videos, yeah. Now yeah. there's, go, go, go ahead, finish no, that, you can go. that thought. You, 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 you dress you, it like a lady. Yeah, well, because you love it. <laughs> you want you want to know how it all started? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is okay. So my my bikini day started when I had the whole house. Tell I was us living... the real reason you dress up like <laughs> women so much. This is how the whole bikini started. Like me, yeah. Um, my parents, my mom, dad, and sister, like they were all gone. I had a house, house myself. I was living in my parents' basement at the this time. This is a great start to the <laughs> story. Oh, wow. Home alone. So, some of my <laughs> some of my best moments throughout my life so far were my parents' basement. I had the whole basement to myself. I had an awesome room. Uh-huh. Living in, there's nothing wrong with living in your parents' basement. No, it's, it's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. So all my, my my whole family was gone. I'm like, I have. And this is when Chatroulette was first getting big. So I'm just like, I have the whole house to myself. I can like, I can like, what, what can I do? And then we had this like storage area of the basement where we had like all these like, I thought they were old bikinis. Like they were like my old sister's old bikinis. I thought they were being like. Gonna go to like Goodwill or something. My mom was gonna give them away, so I I, I, go, I go I'm going through the box. I'm like, there's a lot of bikinis in here. So like I, I'm like, I can wear these for chat roulette and like play <laughs> as a, like as a girl on chat roulette and dance around. And I did. That's that's how it all started. I come like I had a whole house to myself. Put on the bikinis. My sister's bikinis, which sounds really weird, I know. <laughs> and you framed yourself such that the guys who would next to you would then see your backside and your your back yeah. and think you were a woman. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I did some of those, and that's when I did my first chat roulette like song video. It was to a lady guy got telephone, and I just danced around and tricked people into thinking I was. Yeah, I started off kind of like being like showing a little bit of myself, and I would come in like, "Oh, you're a dude." <laughs> yeah, those are great. But yeah, it all started from being home alone, and uh, lots of things happened. But then, um, I when, when ex- did your parents first see it? Well, what happened was uh, after I like, danced around the bikinis, I put the bikinis back in the box where I got them from. But I didn't know like my sister was keeping those bikinis because. When the video, after the video went viral, I wasn't expecting the video to get like millions of views. So uh, the video got all this traffic and my sister's like, I just hear like a loud, because I live in the basement, right? I hear just like loud scream, like, she like, I heard, I'm like, oh, is that, was that, is that for me? Then I hear like stomping, like towards my, <laughs> she like, to my direction, like towards the basement. And she's like, then the door busts open. She's like, were you wearing my bikinis? And I'm just like, yeah. And she just like <laughs> lost her mind on me. And then like, she told my parents, my parents like, you wearing your sister's bikinis? And I'm just like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, and I ended up like giving her money for new bikinis, but I didn't. I thought they were all being sent away. I didn't know those were. You had was, to get her new bikinis. Yeah, she's like, your stuff was in you there. Didn't I'm, soil them. Your stuff was in there. <laughs> your stuff was in, there. and it's weird if yeah. If, yeah, I get it. A little <laughs> on bit. her, I can see where she's coming from, but on yeah, my yeah, side, yeah, I yeah. thought those were like being sent thrift. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrift, it's, yeah. It's fine if it's people strangers. at the thrift store get bikinis ahead. Yeah, but ever, in them. yeah, ever since then, I went and like bought my own bikinis and did my own thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you could fit you a little bit better. <laughs> How did songs in real life? Start. What was the genesis? Well, as I was going aimlessly going to college, going for the communications thing, I was there's this one random class. I forget what it was called. Um, but in the class, we had a lot of free time. Like we worked in groups. We had, there'd be certain groups of the class where you kind of go off and do your own thing. So we had a lot of free time. And I had this idea. Me and my buddy had this idea where we kind of like take songs, put them into like. For those that don't know what songs in real life is, it's where you take like, you you take a random song and mix it in with dialogue to make songs more exciting. So yeah. So uh, pretty much, I had this idea going. We had this, I had this idea going into class. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to be in this? This is the first songs in real life. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to be in this in this video? They're like, yeah. So the very first songs in real life, the classroom scene. That's the day I met my classmates. <laughs> that's the first day. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the first, the, yeah, the very first. It wasn't the first day of class. It was like, that, like I never really talked to the people like in that class, except okay. for like the people I was. You like, would just show with. up and then leave. Show, yeah, show up and leave. And then uh, we, there was just like we had the whole class to ourselves. I'm like, hey, like this is a perfect time to like film this video. I had everything written out. I'm like. Are you guys cool with doing these doing these lines? And they're like, yeah. And then you were like, you, you. What's your name? You look like <laughs> you could be the instructor, or at least you look the most like the instructor of all of us here. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, no, that's he, how, I'm like, he yeah. Obviously, be, was not the instructor. Yeah, he wasn't. I'm like, do you want to be a teacher? He's like, yeah. And then we're also really close. We're all we also like talking everything. And I met them because of songs in real life. It's the coolest thing. Now, 
so it, it's normal dialogue and you've written this thing, but then all of a sudden it'll go into lip syncing a little blurb out of nowhere, which yeah. it's just, it's one of those things that it's a great idea, but w- until you really see it, it doesn't totally click, but then it's like, oh, that's brilliant. I should do 800 of these. Yeah. Um, were you playing the music in the room, like on your phone for them to lip sync to? Well, th- there was um, some way we would play the song beforehand to kind of like get the idea of how, how we're, we're going to be in sync with it. But then there, there were times where like the verse was too long. We, we couldn't get it in sync properly. So we, we would have it playing in the background. We would, we would like time it up and stop it. So yeah, but for the most part, we would just like kind of say it without playing the song. And just it just get, worked out. You get the it rhythm in your out. head. There, and there's it. a few if you go back and watch. Um, mainly the first one where like one girl is really off off sync with the song. But Right. Well, I got a question about it, it, that. It, relates, it really relates to a lot of your videos because there are two things that they have in common. I mean, one thing is a lot of them feature popular music. Yeah. Uh, you know, copyrighted music. And the other is a lot of them feature a lot of people, you know, now that you're trying to work in and get permission and that kind of thing. But specifically with the, uh, and those are both sort of really dangerous areas when you're making videos, right? Because yeah. you can come back to bite you. But specifically with the copyrighted music, how does that work in terms of, I mean, the guy trying to make a living on YouTube, your you know, Billboard is picking that up and basically crediting mm-hmm. Miley for that. She's getting some money, I guess, for those plays. You get a portion of the, I mean, how, do, how does it work in terms of monetizing those videos? For songs in real life? For for anything that features music that's either I, been tagged uh, or whatever. For like majority of my videos on the Steve Carnell channel, I'm not like making any money from it. Rec- like as of recently, I'm like, when I do these new like songs in life videos, I try like uh, I'm doing, I'm working on new songs in life right now and I try getting all the songs cleared but like a lot of the song companies, they're really strict, or like they charge too. One of the, I'm not gonna say what song it was, but one of the songs they wanted to charge like I think five. It was like five or eight thousand for every five million views the video gets. And I'm like, I can't afford to pay this company like for the rest of my life. Yeah. For, for video doing well, but like for all those videos, I'm not like making money from any of those videos. Even Wrecking Ball, I didn't make a, a dime from it. Okay, so that money just you goes got, right back to to Miley. Yeah, I got her people. Got no share. I got nothing from uh from the Wrecking Ball, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I I got my start like making money from like uh before I, I started making videos like higher quality videos i would enter video contests i would go to google type in like online video contests and that's where i got like i think i saved up about like twelve thousand dollars and that's where i got like my, my big start into like doing what doing what i'm doing now so but w- if, if you're not making money off of the most popular video you've ever made it, it, it like it, where it, are you making money it kind of reflects on my other videos and like a lot, a lot of the mo- a lot of the money i've made came from like things off of youtube like recently i did a thing with uh, captain crunch and that was like you know like things I do like off of like off of my channel. That's where I kind of like. What was that like as an example? Ca- the Captain Crunch. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was uh, animated with Captain Crunch on on their channel, and I we just talked in the cereal bowl on the, the YouTube Captain Crunch channel. And the cool thing is that like growing up, it's all my favorite cereal. So like being able to work with him was just like insane. They're like, and it all spawned from Wrecking Ball. Like you they, met they, the captain. I met the captain. It all spawned from Wrecking Ball. They saw Wrecking Ball. They're like, hey, we want to interview you on our, the, the Captain Crunch talk show. It's all going to be animated. We're going to animate you. I'm just like, this is amazing. I love Captain Crunch. Well, you know, the interesting thing is um, it, one of the most recent videos on your Stephen Cardinal channel is it, when we, we we started watching it, you know, it's the one that starts with Jay Leno. It's like the, your feature video right there. Yeah, that was for the Lady Gaga video, the first Shatter Love video. Right. And... The second thing is you like you show a picture uh, of, of something kind of a uh, you know just a, a a video that like a static shot, and you hear a phone call from a commercial casting agent yeah. that you've recorded oh, a voicemail. Yeah, that was that. When we talk about that, that was out for audition. Right. So tell because you're talking about these other opportunities, and when I first heard that, I was like, is this going to be some like artsy video where he's trying to make a point about how he's bigger, he's more than just the guy from that video. But as I as it unfolded, I was like, no, this is, he's that's just kind of his calling card. It's almost like you're trying to convince the audience that like, hey, I did this, I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. Is that is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's, that, that's what I was going for in that video. Just, yeah, that's, right. that's, you nailed it on the money. Okay, and so uh, you, were, you were about to talk about that particular audition. Oh yeah, that was, okay, so, um, yeah, I got an audition after Wrecking Ball like went viral. I got an audition to try out for a uh, a Willy Wonka commercial, and uh, I'm like, oh, this is yeah, this is awesome. Of course, I want to try out. So I get there, and like, well, before I got there, I got like a week before, ahead of time. I got a script for the commercial, and I matched. I, I would have rehearsed in front of the mirror every day. I was just like, I'm gonna nail this audition. Uh-huh. And then I, I get to uh, get to the audition, and uh, 
I check in and like, oh, did you get the new the new script change? And I'm just like, there's a script change. No, I didn't get it. And then they gave me the script, and all my lines are completely different. Oh gosh. So and and I had about like five minutes before going into the audition. So I'm kind of like reading it over, reading it over. And then I remember uh, the girl I was auditioning with was like, hey, I'm so and so. Like I'm auditioning with you. Like how how did you get this call? Then I'm like, oh, the, the people making the commercial saw my wrecking ball video and they wanted me to come audition. And she's like, oh, like my agent. Like she was like very surprised that that was even a thing. Uh-huh. I, was, I was surprised too, you know. But then I remember going into the audition. I was expecting like maybe like you know a few people. But there was like 20 people in there, and there's like they're all on one side, and the other side there was like the you know the stage, the lights, and everything. Oh wow! And they had like a monitor of the script, thankfully. And then like the whole audition, I was just reading off off the script. It was like I I totally bombed the audition. And I'm like, it was just a really it was my first like major like big audition. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember, I mean, it was just like it was a rough time for me that audition. But it was it's still very memorable, and I it's fun looking back at it. Does it inform? your your strategy in terms of what you want to do as far as be in i mean to still be an actor i mean what's the split between youtube and pursuing acting well with youtube like where, where i'm going with it now is just like i've been working on all these videos where like i'm playing these characters that like i don't have to audition for i can just be like you know what i can put on this costume and just be this character mm-hmm. so where i'm at now is just like i'm working on the, these all these videos to where like i don't have to have to audition you know so i'm just like so focused on what i'm doing now and but like I, it all started from acting, you know. But I, I can I, I think I can say I'm acting on YouTube, you know. Like I'm just playing these. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, I, I meant in in like a traditional medium, um, if you wanted to get into that, because I, you know, the producer side of me certainly sees that. Okay, you have an innate sense of your look and what you can do to make things more ironic. So a guy with your look in a dress, lip syncing to Katy Perry, or the things that you do, it's like, okay, that that guy should be in every Super Bowl commercial. That guy should be in, he should be the comedic spot in this next movie, opposite Bradley Cooper. You know, that type, the wheels start turning in that way. Yeah. And I assume that because of Wrecking Ball and everything else, that there's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to get you involved in that type of stuff if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, there hasn't been like any things that really caught my interest. Like the, the thing that caught my interest the most was Captain Crunch and Willy Wonka. But I haven't really. I've gotten like certain things to do, like independent movies, or like. But with independent movies, you got to like look into the director, and if you're not a fan of the director, then you can't really. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to work with that person. But like, yeah, yeah I've. I don't know. I've gotten like a, a lot of opportunities, but nothing really like hit me like where, like where I want. I don't know. But your main strategy is is YouTube. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be a YouTuber. Exa- yeah, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Right now, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. But uh, whatever comes my way, if I, 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 I if I can go to audition and audition for this really cool part in a the movie, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. You're but, gonna you're gonna take those opportunities. Yeah, I'm gonna take those opportunities. Yeah, I definitely because yeah, just playing characters and like, I'm a big movie guy. I go to the movies like right. once or twice a week. Well, I think I think somebody as someone who just who's a fan who looks at, you know. Your channel looks at your history on YouTube. Uh, a fan says you did this Miley video, and now I've got to wait a year yeah. for the next one. Or you did songs in real life, and I've got to wait however many many months. And I re- and I really feel like you sense this. You know, when you look at your your Twitter, you, like in October, you tweet something like, "I go away so I can come back ten times better. Get ready to get sick of me. I'm staying around for a while this time." Like. You know that people's perception of oh, you yeah. is that you don't have a regular schedule. Yeah. And it seems like you you sense that and there's a sort of a sense of, of pressure. Or or yeah, even and then there'll be a vlog six months ago you vlog, I've got a eighties theme song in real life coming out. <laughs> I got a seventies theme song in real life coming out. And then it's like and then the comments below are where, where Still is not it? here. Crickets, you know. Well, I I made sure in that video not to give a, a confirmed release date because I'm very bad at that. Where like like a lot of my video ideas, I, I just did Little Mermaid in real life, and that idea has been sticking with me for like two years, and like I never actually went through with doing it until like you know just like a couple months ago. Uh huh. Yeah. But like a lot of my videos ideas, they stick with me for a long time. Like it's, it, sometimes a month, sometimes even years, and like I feel like I like grow my content if it if it stays with me like to the point of like over a year or two, then I know it's a good idea. But I have bad ideas where like. Like after like a month or two, like that idea kind of dissolves, and I'm like, oh, you know what? That probably wasn't the best idea. But like, I I have I do have a very inconsistent uploading schedule, and I feel like every time I upload a video, I'm always like, I wonder if it's gonna do well. I'm always very like on edge if it's gonna do well. Like every time I post a video, I'm like, like I'm very like I'm very unaware how it's gonna do. So you're you're so trigger shy that you're not shooting things is what you're really telling me. 
when you get when you get a hundred million views on a video, and then <laughs> hundred and thirty million, thirty-one million, come on, hundred and thirty-one million views on a video, and then you you a few months later you did then you did the Mar- Mariah Carey Christmas one, and then it's a over a year later and you haven't done another one. Yeah, that sounds crazy to me. I know. Right? Is it? Is this a problem? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's a problem. It's just like my choice of of I don't know. It's how I work. It's how I it's how I operate. It's very because a lot of YouTubers, a lot of the big YouTubers, they stay consistent. Like they're on a consistent schedule. And I've I've tried to like get in that that, that formula of always posting, but I always it's just not for me. I feel like I'm forcing myself into like trying to put out videos. I like. But are like, you afraid? Is that what you really said a second ago? Steve, did you say? Wait, how, how, wait, how did I say? What did I say? You said that you're afraid that it that it might not be great. So no, like when I'm when I when I go into like posting a video, I'm I always think because people always say, oh, the video is probably gonna, like it's gonna do well, but like for Little Mermaid, I, I, like a lot of my videos, I go into it thinking, I wonder like who's still sick. I always, I always post like I take a lot of time off, and when I come back, I'm I'm on, I always wonder who's like still sticking around. Because when a video goes viral, you get like a wave of all these new subscribers. Yeah. Then if you don't post right away, they become inactive subscribers to where like they're not going to be like, you know, actively following you. Yeah. So when I when I go into posting a new video, I don't know how many people out of my like you know four or five million subscribers that are going to come back. They're going to come back. Yeah. But but, which, but you uh, say maybe, you take a lot of time off. Is it so? It's maybe it's not fear. Maybe it's that you're just doing something else. What yeah. are you doing in your time off? Well, I. Uh, I spent a good amount of time working on a uh, animated video called "Do You Want to Build a Meth Lab?" It was like a parody of "Do You Want Like uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman?" And I, I kind of was like the co-writer on that. It did very well on like a channel called Animeme. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like a lot of side things that were like I, I do a lot of writing too. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff I've been working on now is like stuff I've been building up. Yeah. So yeah. You, you're staying busy. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm saying I'm saying very active, very busy, and like behind closed doors, I'm still like very. I'm, I'm reading all the comments, and I, I just want to get in there and be like, hey, like I want to show people what I'm working on. But that, like, you see how that works out, like, for 70s and 80s in my <laughs> vlog. Like, I talk about things, and then, like, yeah. they don't come out for, like, months or years. And people are like, where are they? Where are they? But I make sure to not promise any release dates because I'm very bad with release dates. I'm very <laughs> bad with that. So the 70s and 80s uh, songs in real life are still going to happen. Oh, oh, those are happening. and They're going to be good. They're going to be very good. <laughs> I, I will say for 80s songs in real life, it's, it's, they're all 80s songs, of course. I play uh, overweight Marty McFly. I have, I'm going to have, like, a fat jumpsuit and everything. Gonna have DeLorean. Like I'm very, I'm committed to making because like the songs were life one through four. They're very kind of like they have a very cheesy homemade feel to them. Mm-hmm. And for 70s and 80s, 80s, I'm trying to go for like a more like professional production. Like have it done in a, in a different light. And uh, how are you achieving that? Is that is that you know taking advantage of friends out here? Yeah, I, in yeah, LA? yeah. Like where I'm located, I'm having like friends, like better equipment and everything, like better lighting. Because like some of my videos, like all songs were life one through four. Like I don't have like proper lighting and like. It's not, it's not filmed the best, you know. Kind of like, mm. kind of pull the camera out and just film. Like, oh, I read that. Like, here's the line. Like, let's let's film this. But like, what I'm doing now is kind of like just putting a lot more thought into it. Like, taking more time away to like make sure I want to post what I'm posting. Yeah, I don't want to like get an idea then like that week like post it because I feel like if I do that, I might not be the biggest fan. I don't know. I like being active for small amounts of time and I kind of like taking a step back where people don't get sick of me. I get sick of myself. Then I kind of come back and like, I don't know. Because yeah, like like I said before, to be like, you know, like, successful on YouTube, you got to be actively like you gotta be like consistent you know but i'm not really i can't do it you know i gotta like go away <laughs> to come back all the time it's very yeah it's it's hard to explain but i just i, I love how it's doing and then what i learned from all this is that um like when after a video goes viral i have this whole like wave coming through but then like the people that actually want to stick around will stick around and people that like that leave because you're inactive they shouldn't be there anyway i want people like actually gonna like stick around so what i've learned from being inactive is that the true viewers do stick around which mm-hmm. is really cool well, i've never really understood why people have a desire to unsubscribe to a channel that's not active. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. I, unsubscribing got, to a channel that's very active that you don't like, that's different. Well, yeah, I've gotten like... There's I been, think it's just a threat to get more content. Yeah, exactly. Like Steve but, Pro, yeah, yeah, but there's been comments saying, if you don't post videos, I'm going to unsubscribe. And I just see those, and I'm like, well, you, please unsubscribe. I don't want you to like be subscribed for a consistent material because right. that's, not, that's not who I am. It's not what I'm mm-hmm. doing. So what's the release date on the next video? <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. We gave okay. you, we gave you the the opportunity to do that. It's funny because we, you know, I I I'm trying to feel the facial expression that I'm directing at you, and I think that it's like I don't know what you're talking about. Like do it because we are so. I'm trying to learn from your perspective right now okay. because Rhett and I are so. 
okay, this is going well. We got to double down. You got to keep it coming. You got to keep giving it to them because they but might. But I think we can. Go, re- they might not come back. But the place we do relate, though, it's interesting because there's a little bit of a split personality in our YouTube lives because we have our what we still call our main channel, which hasn't had a video. Well, in, yeah, six oh, months. Six months. Yeah, uh, and and I will say. We do have those in the pipeline, and I there is a release date, but I'm not going to give it because maybe we, we won't miss it. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I can relate to that too. But when you have daily videos, when you do five or six videos a week, and they're doing so well, it's like okay, yeah. then that's a comfort mm-hmm. to take the time off the main channel. So it's not really a fair comparison. Right. When we took a, a a week break or a two week break for the holidays for Good Mythical Morning, we were, you know, it. I was very anxious. Uh, especially a year ago when we did it, because like, are they gonna come back? And yeah, everyone came back two weeks later and a little bit more came back because we took it away for a little bit and it mm-hmm. actually was a good thing. But the way that entertainment is built, the way that the machine of entertainment is, not a YouTube thing, is that you're you're only as funky as your last cut, so to speak, you know? Yeah, that you gotta you, you gotta keep giving them something or they're gonna forget about you and mm-hmm. then, you know, um, but you've you seem to have totally come to grips with this is who I am. This is this is my approach. I'm going away. I want to go away, yeah. and then I will come back. Oh, I will, I'll come back, baby. I'm coming back. If, no, the, the, and you've already proven that. I mean, when you look at even before Wrecking Ball, you went away. Yeah, and you had a big one. And and the coolest thing about coming back is all your all your like fans are just like, oh, he's back, he's coming back, and just like seeing those like. The comments just like very inspiring. I'm, I do, love it. Do, is there a new thing in your mind that you're going to bring? I know there's another chat roulette, yeah, and that there's more songs in real life. But do you have another thing that could be your next big thing? There's a big dance number. A big dance number is going to be coming. I didn't, I'm not going to give it any release dates on that, but uh, it's inspired from the video. It's called Kaiza Hideaway. The song's called Hideaway by by Kaiza, and it's all filmed in one take. And I'm kind of doing like something like that, all shot in one take, like a big dance number where I'm going to be. Dress as certain characters, cosplaying, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. So that's that's one idea right there. And there, yeah, there's there's been a few things that kind of like venturing because I didn't I never want to be known for like just dressing up in a bikini or like you know dressing up as women. I want to kind of like get away from that and like try new things and have different like categories on my channel, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely trying new things, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. All right. Well, we'll we'll stick around yeah. for it. We'll be wait. We will not unsubscribe. All right, thank you. We're thank you. waiting. No, I, I do appreciate no that. No threats. Sign the table, man. Thanks for making this ear biscuit. It's already over? Already, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all it takes. All right, all right. And there you have it, our ear biscuit with Steve Cardinal. Tweet at Steve. Let him know what you thought of this. Uh, use hashtag ear biscuits. His Twitter handle is Steve, S-T-E-V-E, Cardinal, spelled a little different than you might think, K-A-R-D-Y-N-A-L. We also also appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes and you can comment along in the conversation on SoundCloud. You know, I, um, I've i noticed a pattern that has been established here when we talk to people, it, really this has been multiple people that we've talked to that either you know, we want them to make more videos, or we want them to do this, or we want them to do that, and we start mm-hmm. trying to uh, convince them to do those things while they're here with us, like it's some sort of motivational uh, interaction. Well, I, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I acknowledge just the incredulous look on my face when he talked about, you know, how he just him deciding not to put out content or to to wait or to get things right because we just want to. You know, we get things out there. I mean, we talked about our reasons, but yeah, the reason why we want to push him is, well, I want to see more content from the guy. It's a, it's a selfish motivation. And we're also producers. We've talked about that before too. I, I think there's an interesting third thing in we've learned to let go of certain things. Okay, you know, hire an editor, hire a producer, hire qualified people to help us create more content. And I, I you know, this is a conversation way back at VidCon. There's people... I, I don't know if this is Steve, but there are a lot of YouTubers who are hesitant to turn the corner of relinquishing any level of control on their content and it holds them back. I think, because we were refreshed in having let go of some of that, you know? It's like, oh, we can, 
oh, this has actually worked. I don't have to do yeah. everything. I can give notes and we can get more stuff done. There's a lot of people who, because we're all self-made, that there's just a resistance to letting go of any aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah, and I just, I don't, you know, people already have this feeling that, okay, I'm gonna go on Air Biscuits and uh, I might end up crying. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody has actually cried yet. Okay. People have maybe gotten close, but I'm gonna talk about something personal or, or whatever. But now they're gonna add to that, I'm gonna, Rhett and Link are gonna try to get me to do more of whatever I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, you know. we need to. Maybe we don't need to come on. So or maybe, strong. maybe we should. Maybe that's what this is about. And I, I just, you know, for me, uh, I was just, you know, I was wondering with Steve, is it is it a personnel issue? No, he doesn't have people working for him. But or is it a motivation issue? Or I think the thing he was able to describe what it was. It's a choice. It's an artistic choice on his part, and it's neither of those things. And what he is doing uh, takes more time than you might think. Yeah, so that was cool to find out. See, that's what happens when you get a biscuit, is that, yeah, we, we might apply some pressure, but we learned some things. Hey, have you learned something today? Uh, let us know, hashtag your biscuits. Uh, we have learned that we will be back again next week. That really didn't make any sense, but you know. Because we kind of knew that all along. Right, you have you learned, just learned it that we didn't. will be back next week, even though you probably already thought that that was the case. So maybe if this is the first time you've ever listened to an Air Biscuit and you don't know what you're listening to, well, thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Our names are Rhett and Link. We make this podcast. It's called Ear Biscuits. Well, you, they're learning a lot right here at the end. <laughs> <laughs>